And here I am again, time for another conversation with one of my favourite humans, Mr. Chuck Bennington. How are you, good sir? I'm good. I had this laying around that I wanted to show you. I didn't think about it until this very moment, but I'm I'm working on these Uh origami shirts, and there's one fold that is deceptively fucking hard to make, but that is... (laughs) That's a, like a, a useless, maybe it's not useless, actually, there's some pretty wild far out there like theoretical mathematical shit that they test and work off of origami as a testing model because folds are so consistent and mm. the same folds that exist when you crumple a piece of paper on a micro level, they fold the same way that your skin folds when it wrinkles, but then on a macro level, it's the same repeating patterns that you see in mountain ranges and that shit blows well, my mind. They're like, yeah, face, Himalayas, crushing up money, <laughs> all the same shapes. All the same shapes. There you go. Yeah, that's uh, as someone who's interested in patterns and shapes and I see them, that's, that's interesting. Um, but I really, that's a cute little shirt. I think I remember you showing me what, one of those yeah, ones before I'm, many, uh, many moons ago. So you've been, it's work in progress. Yeah, I, I like, I fucking did a ton of them for like two or three days way back when I showed you original. Yeah. I was like, all right, cool, I've got it. And then I was like, yeah. Oh, I should probably make sure that I actually remember how to do that. Like over the weekend, I was like, nope, for sure did not still have it. It's gone. Um, I thought today a really interesting topic to me, because, you know, it's all about me asking about you, is um, when we covered your backstory, talking about as a kid, you weren't terribly athletic. And I find that an interesting progression now that you're like this, in my mind, a gymnastics ninja and you know, can can talk your body in a million different ways, not having come from that background as a kid and kind of getting to it relatively lateish in life. So um, given that gymnastics is, you know, quite high skill and people who come to it later in life often struggle with it. And I thought it was a good uh, good link into that as well is that, you know, some of the life lessons that, that come from um, a fitness journey and le- learning and acquire skills and, and things down that path. So... Thought that was a good thing to, for us to, to chat Let's about today. It. I think this is part of this is a good conversation for me to get back to. So in this like period of existential crisis in my life, where I'm kind of having this late 30s, holy shit, I really don't know like who I am and what I want and where I came from and where I'm going. Talking about fitness is probably a pretty grounding thing for me because. I would say it is it is the first real true like passion that I ever found. Mm. And that is as somebody who very, very much so did not associate it with a thing that I would have been passionate about. And so like, Liam, dude, if you ever wonder why me and your mom are so big on working out and the foods that we eat, it's because we weren't mentored and guided through that in the way that we needed. Um, You know, my mom, she did a really good job primarily with food, but almost too much so that it backfired. And Mm. maybe, maybe anybody that has kind of grown up in like an overly strict household or an overly religious household, or like, you know, just an insert whatever, where the pendulum sits over here. And then in your in your years of working and forming your identity that unfortunately a lot of us just like, well, let me swing to the other side. And so trying to find a good balance in that man, dude, Liam, I I hope that we are, I hope that we're doing it right. I hope that, I hope that doing workouts together and going on runs together, but then still making pizza together and having ice cream. I really hope that I'm going to be able to look back at this 20 years down the road and that Liam's going to be able to see these, you know, as he ages and grows and see that like it is it's a thing that we find important and so maybe rather than the what and the how really talking about the why and a lot of that for both Vanessa and I was in in our childhood it was a huge source of our I can't speak to her I mean we could, we've spoken about it endlessly obviously um, but you know as far as myself it was a it was a big piece of Shame, embarrassment, insecurity, lack of confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it didn't have to be that way. And it's super sad. And there was 
there was active things that I did. You know, me and my friends rode bikes a lot, um, but it wasn't quite enough and not really being in any like structured sports or having what I would come to realize later on. And I know this is fucking super rambly and tangenty is a lot of what I was missing was a sense of like community, belonging, camaraderie, team, like however you want to phrase or define that. Um, but then like discipline, discipline in a structured way beyond what normally just, you know, exists and is introduced through school and basic yeah. stuff. I, I do believe that fitness, um, I think that fitness is the most accessible, debatably one of the most necessary of life teachers. Um, yeah. there, there's this element of fitness where like on this side of the house, yeah, I, I completely believe that you cannot be your best self unless you have a, a fairly robust level of, you know, attention and effort paid to your diet and exercise. Yeah. I just, we, we are physical creatures. We are animals. We are products of evolution and <laughs> that whole yep. fucking show has been going on a whole lot further than like pretty blue walls and fucking yeah. high speed internet and yeah. i've just seen i know that for me fitness was a pivotal piece of me becoming who i am today it was a chance to learn how to lean into discomfort it was a chance to work on building consistency and discipline it it did a lot to build a better relationship with delayed gratification. Although like for mm -hmm. sure that is the hardest thing in the world to, you know, manage at the time. Um, it allowed me to find a sense of opting into an identity. And I think that was where it really became crucial. So like I had fucked around a little bit here and there as most kids do with a little bit of working out as most kids do. And mm -hmm. I, in high school I had gone into like a weights class but it was led by you know who was a morbidly obese gym teacher who was very disengaged and like he he could have been great and I think that maybe like that's a lot of where at least my mindset around coaching is foundationally anchored in because looking mm -hmm. back the such an enormous opportunity wasted to change mm -hmm. the course of lives of hundreds and hundreds of boys and girls every year mm. move yeah. through these just like mandated pieces of physical education like i don't even know what they are i hesitate to call them curriculum there's really like not a whole lot about it at least that i experienced mm. um, and if you get into it in high school like shit man that's a that's a hard place to confront more shit that is awkward and intimidating that you're bad at and it was all right. Like, I don't want to make it out to be worse than it was at that stage. Leading into it wasn't super favorable. And I had a, like my, my gang of pals, my buddies, we did a little bit of just like totally lost clueless, like bodybuilding shit here and there, but it was never like mm. rooted in enough consistency and structure that it made much of a difference. But previous to that through like late elementary school, most of middle school, beginning of high school is what I would consider like my fat years. Um, mm. all <laughs> I'll dig out like some some pictures, and you know it's it's hard to it's hard to consider now because it seems as though the state of health in the world is so far gone that like me as a fat kid in middle school looking back, you're like you just look like a normal. I'm like these kids are not fucking healthy. But anyway, that's like a separate yeah. different. Thing. So. Um, without growing up uh, with my dad and with my mom doing the single mother thing and not having any siblings, there was a lot of really base level athletic skills that I was missing super, super early on. Um, mm. An easy example is catching and throwing. Yeah. Throwing, throwing is fairly innate. I think most people can kind of fumble their way through some fucking throwing, no pun intended, but catching. Man, catching's got <laughs> some skill to it for the uninitiated or if you're lucky enough to just have grown up with catching and throwing as a normal piece of your childhood, that is a, a difficult piece of motor control to piece together later in life. And so that I think was like, that is where things really got into a distasteful place for me. It was in the later middle school, earlier high school years where they're like, there's, there's a lot of team things. 
And most of yeah. those team things are team things that involve balls. And so balls. you're like, well, fuck me, unfit kid. Pick glass just to fucking ruin everybody else's day and fuck it up for y'all. Um, and there was just Although I will, I will say in the subject of... What's that? The, the subject of throwing, I, I remember that the seeing some very fit humans at the CrossFit Games in 2011, 2012, trying to throw a baseball very, very badly for some of them. And I went, these are very fit humans who are struggling with this basic rudimentary skill. So I don't think middle school chap, you know, <laughs> can feel too bad about it. <laughs> well, but like, you know, you, you know what you know now. And it wasn't necessarily mm. that like lack of the skill in and of itself was the bother it's like what that kept me out of what that limited me in yeah uh, like especially the social dynamics that are tied into physicality and you know at that stage in life where everybody's just they, they might as well actually be on steroids because like hormones are so <laughs> wild in adolescence and you're like yeah oh cool not only am i totally athletically inept and look like shit like i also don't have any confidence in any piece of it and i don't know it it didn't need to manifest that way. And I'm not really sure why it did. Mm -hmm. And it might just be that part of the universal human condition is like at that period of life, whatever your like biggest deficiency or weakness that you see in yourself is, that's the thing that you think, you know, cornerstones your whole life being shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> and that's what it was for me. You know, like I had gotten past yeah. a lot of the, maybe some of like the earlier childhood stuff. Cause I'd mentioned like, dude, all my, like Sean, Jake, Dom, Anthony, um, CJ, Alex, most of my friends who I hope I still have 30 years from now when I'm watching this with my little dude, most of them were all from broken homes. And so that wasn't, mm. that wasn't a weird thing in a lot of, you know, in a lot of neighborhoods and a lot of social dynamic situations being, you know, the kid without a dad, like, Ooh, that's weird. You're from broken family. And you're like, ah, no, we all got broken families. It's fine. Come <laughs> hang out. Um, yeah. But then not having like the physicality or athleticism, that was that was really hard. And I, mm. the thing that was a a big pain point for a very, very long time and mm. had to have a crystallization of discontent, had to get to some type of milestone moment to do something about it. And for me, that was previously mentioned my plan for going into the military so that I could escape and uh, get my happy ass to Japan. And so had to... <laughs> Had to be able to complete, you know, some requirements for like two minute push up, two minute sit up, two mile run. Mm. Um, I don't remember like what the necessary markers were at the time, but like that was kind of the first time that I'd been like, okay, I need to consistently okay. engage in physical training to move from where I'm at to this end goal. Um, <laughs> and so going through that process with a little bit of structure and a purposeful goal rather than just fuck, I don't like how I look. I should work out. Uh, what am I doing? I don't know. <laughs> so like, maybe that is, maybe as we talk through it, that was one of my earlier things that I just, just now realized is really big is being able to define a specific goal, but also to have a specific goal attached to a purpose. Um, mm. I should make a note on that. Yeah, that could be a, that's, that's good. Well, and it's like, it's not that I don't know those things and it's not that I don't talk about those mm. things a lot in fitness and in coaching and like with the gym and fit affiliate and gymnastic or like, mm. yeah, shit, like goals are important and having a purpose or a reason is important, but maybe that was the first sense of me assigning that in a, a more deliberate way. I guess that kind of like mm. is congruent with me wanting to exit that stage of my life and make the, the push to Japan that I did. And so, um, there would be a, another similar forced evolution. And that was, you know, a handful of months later at that point when it was the, the, the cool guy pitch to be attack P and then moving into something that yeah. falls under special operations command. And is a part of like a cool guy career field, the physical training standards were much higher than just like, ah, you want to come and fucking hang out behind a computer screen and plan that's neat. They're like, Oh, you want to go to war? You better. Um, <laughs> So in basic, um, kind of self-enrolled into what I guess like would be loosely termed like remedial PT, not that it was mm -hmm. necessarily what I, I needed, but like I recognized I'm going to have to work out a whole lot fucking harder if I am going to make this a thing. And so started doing basically like two a days and primarily a lot mm -hmm. of it's running. Um, yeah. Running is not the worst thing. Um, so no. better than nothing. 
but uh yeah there was there was a lot of extra running there was like push-ups and sit-ups at night in the barracks like in the dark when everybody's asleep like me and a couple other dudes that were trying to like really make a life change in the middle of a life change and maybe that's mm -hmm. where I, I found a better sense of understanding just what goes into making more specific physical goals happen mm -hmm. i know that's phrased poorly and i don't know that there's like a big no. aha in it but just like having to come to terms with physicality is a very interesting place to be forced to grow as a human because there's mm. there's almost like the rude fucking fortune cookie of like well your best isn't good enough yet but it could be if you either started sooner or tried harder <laughs> yeah and at some point you're just like shit and and that's hard to swallow, but I think there was something about that that I really came to like and enjoy in fitness. And as somebody that, you know, 38 years old, still very confused about most things about life and myself, fitness is very simple. Simple is not easy, but fitness is no. very fucking simple. Like, mm. even in, in its perceived complexity, weightlifting, gymnastics, as very high-skill modalities, they are very mm. simple. A snatch, like in one fluid motion, get the bar from off the ground to your happy ass under it with some straight ass arms. You're like, that's it? And you're like, yep, that's it. Try it out. Come back. You're like a muscle. You're like, just hang on a thing underneath it and then go on top of it. And you're like, that's it? You just go from underneath to on top and you're like, yeah, no, that's it. Super simple. That's it. But fuck, simple is not easy. And I think that... No. That is a hard thing for us to wrap our heads around as humans is we we like to assume that simple will be easy or simple will almost be too easy for us. And so we seek complexity to hide in it because it like inevitably simplicity is like, well, did you try doing the basic thing over and over and over again for a long time until you got good at it? And everybody's like, fuck that pesky shit. And you're like, yep. <laughs> It exists in fitness, nutrition, sleep, relationships, money. Mm. Like that is a universal life rule. Like everything. And, and anyway, rambling tangents, but I guess that these are the things that I have taken out of fitness. And, and I hope that in some way, like get a chance to pass them along. But it's why when I, when I found CrossFit, that was later. Um, and so arguably when I found CrossFit, I was fitter than most people will ever be. And I feel like that's a pretty safe thing to say. Like I could, I could run consistent, consecutive sub six miles, um, consistently like eighty plus push ups in two minutes, consistently eighty plus sit ups in two minutes, consistently like sets of fifteen to twenty strict pull ups. Like, yeah, relatively fit human. Yeah. And uh, old, old Sergeant, Staff Sergeant Sean Lloyd, he was the guy that like kind of had the inside edge into like the weird corners of the internet. Because at that point, like everything was a fucking weird corner of the internet, but it wasn't even like aggregate. <laughs> like it's wild. You kids don't understand how fucking incredible Google is. Like the fact that you could yeah. just search and a website would put all the shit together. Because previously, like you had to find a directory. You're like, I'm looking for information on... <laughs> let's say a muscle up and so yep. you're like all right i need to find a directory for working out that has a directory for gymnastics that has a directory for muscle ups and you're like oh you could just type fucking jump on youtube how to do a muscle up fuck yep. you guys by the way um, but also <laughs> journey you guys are way more empowered so anyway where i was going with this sean lloyd was exposed to the dark corners of the interwebs relative to exercise and he bought himself ba -bum -ba -bum, a kettlebell um, mm. Now, at the time, this is like 2006. So this is before I even yeah. like actually ever claim my start of CrossFit. Because in most of the stories, podcasts, recordings and shit, I, I generally just phrase off of like 2008 because that's when it's documented. But really started fucking yeah. around with it. The old Fifth Air Support uh, Operations Center. And um, and yeah, he had, he had a kettlebell from Dragon Door. And if you got a kettlebell mm. from Rogue, you got a kettlebell late in the game. Because originally, the only mm. ones that uh, got imported into America were from Pavel's company. If you don't know who Pavel is, you should be fired from kettlebells and not allowed to like have yours back <laughs> until you do some reading. 
But he had just a, like a little one pood originally from uh, Dragondor, mm. and we took it out to the track, and we were doing just like a really basic track out of some like 400s and some Russian kettlebell swings, and mm. Sean Lloyd and Josh Howard were fucking destroyed. Like we had never tried anything <laughs> athletic at all, and I don't know what it is, but anybody that's tried like true high intensity exercise stuff, or you know, namely like what we mm. generally just term as like CrossFit. Um, although they didn't mm. invent high intensity interval shit and blah, 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 blah. All the caveats. Mm. I'm just going to say CrossFit because it's like the thing that really did change my life. But how many times in the in the seven years that you owned the gym, did you have somebody that like came in? You're like, that's a pretty fit human. And then they do like two hours of lifting and an hour of cardio and like their good body composition. They can like bench 300, mm. they can run like a 20 minute 5K. But like you try to put those two things together and everything breaks. <laughs> they die and that was it it was like it was the mixing of the modalities exposed that like dude you think you're fit but you haven't even scratched the surface and so that was very very mm. different um and then he got a pair of tyler hast does that name ring any bells well, i have heard that if you're out there was the first dude to really like bring accessible rings to us because previous to mm. tyler coming up with the extreme ring and if you got any of the og ones it's kind of like this sort of clear-ish acrylic plastic setup with a red buckle, like a red strap and buckle, and like the old red and clear Johnny. Um, previous to that, your options were either there's some old journal articles, CrossFit journal articles, where you could make your own rings out of PVC, uh, or you could just like try to go through the gymnastic world and source actual gymnastic rings. So like on one hand, you're like. I can make it myself for $5 or I can go to the gymnastic world for $500. And both of these options kind of suck. Um, <laughs> anyway. Yep. So old, old Seamus. And so we used to call Sean. He, he got a set of rings and we hung them up on the pull-up bar and just tried to do like dips and support <laughs> stuff. And all I can envision in my head is that we might, we, we probably looked like baby, like, just <laughs> remember in Bambi when he's trying to like yeah. walk on the ice and it's like wah, wah, wah. that was us doing like ring support shit. <laughs> so between the kettlebell and the rings, I was like, there's a whole wide world of things that I just am not even exposed to or aware of. Like, what else is there? Mm. Um and at the time I had been a frequenter on T Nation or Testosterone Nation, which is a message board uh, owned by a pharmaceutical, uh, not a pharmaceutical, a supplement company called Biotest. And uh, mm -hmm. they, you know, for a long time, they, they really were one of the better resources that existed on the mm. internet. If you wanted to like read about strength and conditioning and bodybuilding and just, it was, that was about it. And there was mm. an article in there that somebody had written and i should probably go and find it because it'd be fucking hilarious to put in the show notes but they they had said something about um a dog scooting around on its ass to like scratch itself like you know the dog butthole itch mm. they're like yeah but careful don't give that movement a name otherwise the crossfitters are going to put it in a workout and start doing it and i was like <laughs> what are what, what's a crossfitter what is this and so i cruised over to crossfit and it was the very, very, very OG like main site that was just basically mm. like a blog. Um, yeah. And at the time, all of the existing affiliates, I think, were listed. Um, yeah. At the time, yeah. When I went through, it was it was old enough that initially the right hand side of the navigation, the top part of the navigation, was all the upcoming seminars. Bottom part of it was all of the existing like CrossFit affiliates at that time. It was still like in hundreds <laughs> and. Kind of like poked around and looked at like some pictures, some videos, and like saw, you know, on those rings, same one, same red strap, somebody mm. doing muscle up. And I was like, what the fuck is this? What is this sorcery? <laughs> so, hours previously, like we've been trying to do ring support, and it was like totally impossible. I was like, well, can't do a support dip for sure. No. And then, like, you just see, you know, the muscle up go down. You're like, huh, interesting. Mm. And then there was a video link that like had some more, some more of the good stuff. And it was the video Nasty Girls. Mm, yes. So it's, uh, it's Nicole <laughs> and Eva and Annie doing a CrossFit yeah. workout Nasty Girls way back in CrossFit Santa Cruz many, many, many moons ago. 
And these yeah. are fucking low rings. And so everybody's just doing strict muscle-ups. And so like CrossFitters are way more impressive to me, like fucking almost 20 years ago at this point now. You're like, mm. here's three women doing multiple rep sets of strict muscle-ups from low rings. And that yeah. shit just broke my brain. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? And so mm. me and my buddy Josh Howard started fucking around with CrossFit. Um kind of on our own. So we would do like a big clusterfuck group PT session because that's just the nature of military stuff. Um, not that it was, you know, it's certainly better than nothing and most of the world should probably yeah. have something like that. But then we would go and do like self PT. So we had like extra time yeah. after formation PT to do our own thing. And me and Josh were following the main site and we were doing CrossFit. And the overall lesson in this that I'll get back to, um, there's two pieces in it. So I know that you'd ask for like lessons from fitness and I'm getting there through just elaborate rambling story because it's funny. Not that good. I really haven't like recalled or talked through a ton of this in a very long time. There's like just little like pieces yeah. that come to mind. So me and Josh, um, the first like real CrossFit workout we did, because like, you know, in the story up to this point, like we'd fucked around with a handful of movements. We'd accumulated a couple pieces of equipment. And we're like, fuck it. Let's just do the thing. I would have to scroll back through the main site to find the workout. There's a couple of workouts that they talk about in some of the L1s and L2s. They're like, so when we go into this programming lecture, just know that we don't always get it right either. And there's some workouts on the main site that like, <laughs> man, they came up once. Maybe they came yeah. up twice to see if like we fucked up as bad as we had once thought. And like, sure enough, it was, it was one of those. Yeah. I wish I could remember the whole thing, but it was, it, I, I know at least three of the movements in it. Three of the mm. movements were L pull-ups, overhead squat, and handstand oh. push-ups. I think there was a oh, depth in there. Jesus. It was like, it was like, it was not quite <laughs> a chipper, but it was like a bevy of movements. It was not like classic, yeah. you know, couplet triplet shit. It was like, it was more than it should have been in terms of movements and mm. reps. All of the pairings were like either high skill or high strength. And it just fucking <laughs> broke us. You know, like I still remember kicking up against the wall to try my first handstand pushup every year. It's like, bop, bop. <laughs> Fuck? And you're like, all right, well, I'll try this overhead squat. And you're like, your bent arms, you don't know the. And you're like, God, does it hurt your back too? Oh, it hurts so bad. You're on your toes like some fucking bird. Yeah. The L pull ups are like a soft J. It was fucking. Pathetic. Yeah. Um, I don't even know why we ever thought that like we would look at it again. Like, but man, there's something to it, right? Like how many of us get fucking tricked into it? And I think it's because of a lot of these like life lessons and fitness that help you to reconceptualize like your own perceptions of reality, right? Like, mm. so watching those three gorgeous middle-aged women smashing strict muscle-ups, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're, we're reasonably as a group of dudes, like... The fitter fit. exist in the fitter part of the fitter area of where humans congregate. It's like you got people in the military overall, probably <laughs> the Johnny public. And then it's like, well, mm. you know, dudes in a combat career field, in a fairly specialized mm. combat career field, and we're just totally physically inept. And so, like, mm. you know, it, it's an interesting chance to be confronted with, you know, what your potential and what your possibility could really be. And like, how much do you even know about yourself and your capacity? And mm. that was really interesting. And then just to be like confronted with something that was so difficult and so challenging that there, there is no workaround. And so that mm. was a thing that I came to really love about fitness. And like that, I talk about it as one of the pieces that brought me from back from finance into fitness many years later is you can't win it. You can't borrow it. You can't steal it. You can't inherit it. You can't use mine. I can't take yours. It can't be leased. Like it is, it is you, it is you mm -hmm. and your physical state. And that is it. And in that yep. moment or a given task, it might not be enough. Mm. Like often and it doesn't lie. Right. And like, it doesn't lie and it won't, man, it's fucking hard. And like, you see that, you see that force people into either growing or bailing. Yep. And dude, it's hard. And I, it is. I, 
having had the experience of suffering through not having fitness and trying to build it like fairly, you know, late in the game in some aspects, but also missing a lot of the missing a lot of the building blocks that are way better off to build earlier in life. Those pieces of neurological adaptation, when you have crazy neuroplasticity, like, yep, you're way better off learning how to catch and throw and hit a ball and like do complex shit when you're a tiny human. Mm. And you have that for the rest of your life. Um, Mm. Accumulating more muscle mass and more bone density in your adolescence when you might as well be on steroids because that's what your hormonal profile looks like. It changes you for the rest of your life. Mm. Um, And so those are big pieces that like, I really want to make sure get passed on to Liam that like, whatever he does, wherever he goes, I want his foundation to be more structurally solid. I want his foundation to be sound that he has the physicality and the capacity to really within reason do whatever he wants, whenever he wants. And Mm -hmm. that is a thing that I didn't have. And I think that's where, you know, there was just times that like, Later in life in fitness, it's something like a muscle up. But like, you know, earlier on, it's like, hey, you want to play football? And you're like, nope, most certainly do not. Like, what a shitty thing to not be a part of an experience in your childhood because you're missing some Mm. like what I consider at this point, like basic human skills. Mm. I would venture Mm. to guess that there were not too many fucking cavemen that could not catch and throw and run and jump. Yep, for sure. And And it's. It's it's interesting. Like as a kid, when I grew up, I didn't develop the the fast and slow twitch muscle fibers. Like I couldn't jump, and I still, you know, um, and very poor motor skills and coordination. And that's just how it was. But it was really funny that I tried all sorts of things as a kid, and the thing I got to was golf. And I still remember my mother going to the doctor and saying, "They're saying, does she play any sports?" And she's like, "Yeah, she plays golf." And they're like. Is she any good? And she goes like, yeah, she like crushes the boys. Like, and they're like, so this kid that can't walk in a straight line or point to a dot on a wall can stand side onto a target and hit this thing. And I'm like, and they're like, don't understand it. Keep her doing it. And, you know, if I hadn't discovered or or taken up golf, then there's no way that my um, limited vestibular skills would have even got a little bit further in learning you know, about where your body is in space and time because I had, I think I the first time I ever did a somersault was at my CrossFit Kids course in 2013 because I'd never done that as a kid, like like not even playing, like never. And, you know, you see adults come to the gym who've never been upside down, never, never you know, done any of that sort of stuff. And and they, oh, they're yeah. like, the first time they go upside down, they lose their shit. And they're like, I missed out on doing all this as a kid. I used to sit and watch the other kids. So, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, I spent time like as that other kid. And so anyway, um, yeah, that is, you know, I want to make sure that the the starting point is as good as it can possibly be. And like, that's a really big thing for Vanessa and I is just like making sure yeah. that we do as little as possible to increase the amount of burden that is inevitable to follow in adolescence and adult life. You know, like going into adolescence and early adulthood with good body composition, like it changes yeah. things. Um, yeah. The world treats fit people better. Fit yeah. people is. equally educated and experienced make more money. You have mm-hmm. easier time dealing with customer service. Like you wait less yeah. in line. Like all of these things are researched and measured and documented and studied. And, mm. and like, you know, it right or wrong like i think there's a big evolutionary bias to it you know like when you think about when we do have to consider it like our most base level it's either some element of like being a part of a tribe protecting the others in the tribe or the ability to procreate like yeah just it it changes a lot for a long period of time um yeah and you know like that that's you know a big piece of it for vanessa and i with now I think too with with Liam now, like you know, you spoke about that you being an only child and you didn't have, you know, you know, some of the, you know, you weren't out in the out in the yard for, you know, throwing and catching and doing those things. You know, the way that you guys do it with Liam, where it's you he comes into the gym with you guys and it's playing, you make it fun. I think there's a there's a video you shot having him get excited about gymnastics stuff. And I still think that's one of the greatest gymnastics video promo videos ever. But you know, 
or there was you doing sit-ups or something and Liam is just, and you're both just laughing and it's like he's getting all of those skills but through the lens of this is fun, it's not, oh, God, I've got to go work out. It's we're, we're playing, which is essentially what fitness is. We're playing. It's where we're, when you go in the gym and you're doing a workout with friends, you're playing, you're being, you know, you're tapping into that sort of resource rather than, oh, I'm just going to go and walk five miles again or whatever. You know, it's, it's, and if I you have that element of play. That for a very long time. I had already been mm. in CrossFit for a very long time before I found, you know, what you're speaking to. And mm. so there's a lot of basic pieces of like character development. The fitness is a very, very simple way. Simple is not easy. Simple is not comfortable, but like fitness mm. and physicality is a simple way to teach a whole lot of life lessons and build a lot of like personal development, character, trait, growth stuff. But mm. holy shit, if, if I have one, if I have one true regret of my time in like CrossFit, it's that mm. I didn't prioritize it being fun for a very, very, mm. very long time. And not that it's always fun all the time, because there is a yeah. huge element of what makes fitness incredible, but it is like, you don't feel like working out, so what? Like, just mm. work out. It's it's a part of it. Like, just, just do it. Stick mm. to the script. Do the thing. Get the reps in. Um, it's okay to ebb and flow. Mm. It's okay to do a little. It's okay to do a lot. But like, mm. move the dirt. Like, take yep. the step. Like, just do the thing. So finding that routine, consistency, and building, you know, a, a life style around a piece of what is identity is a huge thing from fitness and so earlier i mentioned you know fitness felt like the first chance that i really had to opt into an identity you know mm. a, a quote that we use all the time in, in coaching and it really is probably one of my favorite quotes in my whole life is people like us do things like this mm. in like the sense of like oh there's these people called crossfitters and they do things that are remarkable that I've never met anyone else my whole life that they can do, but they prescribe to this prescription. They are bought mm -hmm. in, you know, three days on, one day off, eat meat, seeds, nuts. Mm -hmm. like, like there's a whole package formula. It's like, if you want fitness and the things that fitness opens up for your life, here's the prescription, but it's on you to follow it. Mm -hmm. That was a yeah. that was a big piece of me understanding like my own decision making relative to identity because so many times in my past and so many times in my childhood there was this big element of like the the onus is on me to do the things but I am still dependent on you granting me permission or acceptance mm -hmm. right like you can't just decide that like you're one of the cool kids in high school yeah no you can't just be like. Hey guys, I'm here for football. They're like, you're not yeah. a team. You got to try out. And even if you're good, yeah. you might not make it. Cause like, I don't know, your mom's not banging the coach. Like, I don't know. There's just, there's a million weird yep. constructs that exist in almost every other area that like, at least to this day that I have encountered in life and CrossFit mm. more so than almost anything else that I have ever come across. And it's a part of why I'm still so loyal and defensive of it. It's, you know, if you do this, you may consider yourself to be this. Mm. And there's a lot of people yep. that do all the things and they still don't consider themselves to be CrossFitters. And like, that's okay too. Um, but for me, yep. recognizing that like, here is a prescription that produces fitness. Mm. And if fitness seems like it interests you because of these other things that will be able to exist in your life, then like, come on in. Yeah. And that's like, you know, that's a, it's always a hard question to answer. And I'm sure you got it like a million times in the gym or like through your years oh. of when somebody's like, well, when am I across? I'm like, well, what, what do you want to be? I mean, like, yeah. it's just today, and, right now, this moment. You know, I think I I assume that identity, like I was all in from the get-go. It's like, I'm a CrossFitter. This is, this is something cool. And it set me apart from everyone else who was doing this particular weight loss program I was in because everyone was running and doing all the other things, which I found incredibly hard. And then I found this other thing and people were like, oh, you just deadlifted 100 kilos? Like, oh, my God, you're like superhuman. Oh, you flipped a tire, you know. And for me to get a shirt that said athlete on the back, I was like, yeah, totally am. Whereas, you know, I have people who come through the gym, they're like, oh, I don't want a shirt that says athlete. I'm not an athlete. You're doing athletic things, aren't you? Yes. Right. I, will, I will tell you, just go ahead and, and put the shirt on because it makes your decision-making easier. And that was a much easier. That was a very big life lesson that I got like, 
in this moment, specifically through CrossFit and that idea of identity is like, willpower is a myth. Mm -hmm. Motivation is a fucking farce. Yeah. Assume an identity and just let the decisions be made for you. And it is hard when you get to the points where you're like, well, this is where my own identity needs to like find its own corners and edges. And like, I have to explore dark spots and shadows, but predominantly for most pieces of your life, there's probably a pretty, a pretty well thought out, fairly robust identity that you can in a very good, very healthy way, attach yourself to, or attach to yourself, mm. however you want to see it. That just makes it a little bit easier. Right. Like if if you're like, I'm going to do CrossFit as CrossFit, and that means three on one off. Then like, I don't have to worry about what days are workout days and what days are rest days. Cool. Yeah. You know, That's like what I'm doing mm -hmm. done. Um, just little things like that. They they seem. I don't know. I talk about it a lot with Vanessa in the morning when we work out, like so much of it seems so overly simple but a, a lot of it i think mm. is that whole the secrets of life are hidden in the cliches kind of like through that same lens you know that her and i in the morning we can walk out to our garage and in under 20 minutes including like coming up with a workout setting up doing the workout and cleaning up we can be very, very, very happy with our, our level of capacity and fitness. We can maintain mm. body composition that like we're, we're happy about. And so like, you know, the, maybe like the big lessons in it are like on a long enough, just on a long enough timeline, just think on a long enough mm. timeline. And that, that's a thing that fitness taught me because if I had been really caught up on like, you know, making it make sense for me to be able to do main site stuff or to be able to like emulate mm. girls in like some type of short order, then like never would have made it because, mm. man, I, I wouldn't do a muscle up for another two and a half years or something like that. Um, yeah. But you just, you know, if you have the opportunity to like buy into a thing and you're like, well, on a long enough timeline, right? And you're like, you know, it's uh, if if you're gonna work out five minutes a day, yep. if you just did that, but you did it three days on, one day off, and it was fairly high intensity for the rest of your life, you're gonna be all right. And so, yep. you know, being able to opt into identity, but then to also think in longer timelines, like fitness, did a lot to help me understand a different place with patience and perseverance. Mm. Hey, Duder, come here. This is for you. Hey, buddy. <clears throat> hey, Liam. Can you tell Can you tell Miss Lisa some things about exercise or working out? Do you like to work out with mum and dad in the garage? He's gone all shy. He's like, who is this random person talking to me? What are you through the computer? <laughs> well, dude, working out is super important. And I don't know why you're pretending that you can't talk and you're being super silly right now, but <laughs> you you go on runs with me and mommy sometimes. And we did a 5k last year, and you were yeah. the only you're the only three-year-old out there, and you ran I remember that. You ran a good chunk of it, and then I carried you a good chunk of it, but working yeah. out and what it does for our bodies and our brains and our lives is something that's really, really important to me and mommy. And we hope that we hope that it's a thing that we help you with in a good way. Do you have anything <laughs> you want to talk about? Otherwise, I'll just keep going. You can hang out with me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll do Hot Wheels in a little bit. Okay. Uh, Hot Wheels, nice. Okay, I'm off. <laughs> like it, I think it it does help to to apply a context to like some of the other stuff. And like fitness is cool, not just because I, I get to be, you know, confident in my physical state, not because I can do physical tasks and because I can do shit like workouts and run. It's that like I can squat and play Hot Wheels. 
on a moment's notice. Mm. I don't mind being on the ground for hours at a time. We can get bored with mm. Hot Wheels and jump right on the trampoline. And we can get bored on the trampoline and we can run to the playground and we can climb the mm. cargo nets and we can go down the slides and we can go from there yeah. and we can go to the pool and we can swim together and I can throw him and catch him and mm. can do all of that through the course of an entire day. And in mm. fact, my ideal life would be doing almost nothing but things like that for the entire day. Yep. And, and then coming, you know, coming home at the end of the day and like having the ability to enjoy a relationship with food. Mm. Man, this conversation's mostly been about like fitness and exercise and, you know, a lot of those life lessons. But the the two go hand in hand and kind of like the yeah, no duh way. But what... Mm. CrossFit got to help me understand and shape through nutrition has been unbelievably valuable and cool. Um, mm. And I think a lot of it is just the CrossFit community and the people in and around it. It's, it's just that everybody like really bought into this open source idea of the methodology. And it's like, mm. try it. Like there, there's nothing that's secret. There's nothing hidden, and they're like the the world of clandestine fitness and nutrition. Like, there's so many people that are just never gonna know that that's how most of the entire industry was for most of the industry's existence. Is like, here's the secret workout routine to get whatever result. Here's <laughs> secret mystical Himalayan magic yeah. fairy dust diet to get whatever result. <laughs> you know, through CrossFit and being in a community, we're like, hey. We're not going to eat sugar for 30 days. You in? Mm. And like that was, that's really how Vanessa and I like originally, originally met on the main site message board, like in a more substantial way as we were both doing a 30 day no sugar challenge. Mm. And you don't realize how hard it is to not eat any sugar that does not exist in like, you know, like fruit or like fruit. a naturally occurring, yeah. like you know, a, a true paleo diet structured, no additional sugar mm. at all like man it opens your eyes it opens your eyes to like a whole lot of your ability to change how you look and feel and respond to things but also to to build a better sense of being able to find novelty and nuance mm. and if you can go you know 30 days with no sugar well then all of a sudden like it doesn't really seem that crazy at all to just predominantly eat healthy and, you know, at other <laughs> yeah. points in our journey, like we we have done very, very strict paleo. We have done mm. very strict by the book zone. We have done mm. zone paleo. We have done keto. <laughs> um, mm. our, our foray into keto, I've, I've had like a couple like real BS attempts at keto just to like eat like a, a giant man child earlier on. Like if you've ever looked into like the anabolic diet, Dr. Mario. Yep, yep. I was like, oh, I can just eat like bacon and burgers and ribeyes all week and then just nothing but carbs on sunday this will for sure be great yeah. You're like, begin with the end That's of my longer timeline what are you going to do for the next like 40 years um the foray into keto uh yeah so that was like one of them was like really ill attempted and advised and then there was another time that Vanessa <laughs> was prepping for a figure show and the guy that was uh, her like bodybuilding nutrition coach at the time, guy named Steve Kanitsky, awesome dude. Um, mm. we, we were trying to like work through with her doing a paleo diet, but women are really metabolically efficient at using protein, and so the the mm. hard push to finally get her over the ledge into ketosis was straight up no bullshit. For two weeks, we <laughs> ate nothing but macadamia nuts and cream cheese. Oh wow! Oh, and pork rinds. That was the other thing. Those were the three things. Wow. Like, wow. No joke, no exaggeration. Two weeks, macadamia nuts, cream cheese, and pork rinds. <laughs> that was a good life lesson of things not to do. And like you get wow. <laughs> the extremes, but being able to really think about things through like a longer lens has been really helpful with me mm. finding the right answers for nutrition and exercise because for both Vanessa and I, in not having a good, healthy relationship with food and not having a good, healthy relationship with exercise and not having like a solid foundation of those things. Once we did have fitness and once we did have nutrition, you end up almost like paradoxically, you know, paralyzed by having the things because then you don't want to mm. lose. 
you don't want to mess it up and you, no, you don't want to get rid of that you just become like this neurotic mess of you know not wanting to mess the workouts up and what is the perfect program and like oh we got to weigh and measure the food and all that and uh yeah it's just being like a super super easy honestly fairly relaxed place in this stage in life is really nice but it has taken a lifetime to get there and a lot of it is just appreciate frequency appreciate mm. consistency if you have frequency and consistency you don't need a lot of volume or intensity and that goes with all things in life and i think fitness and nutrition are two easy places to learn that lesson because those are things that you hear a lot in a lot of different contexts mm. that is maybe that is kind of like the you know the culminating piece of a lot of this is like if we would all agree that there's a ton of there's a ton of pieces of advice in all areas of life that really just boil down to like a handful of very basic principles mm. A lot of those are like platitudes and a lot of those things are spoken to. And a lot of it really is like in one ear, out the other. But at least for me, fitness and nutrition were kind of the first places that a lot of those life lessons and those mantras and those cliches, like they could really be codified and be like, oh, oh, I get it. Yeah. I, mean, I, I said I got it, but like now I like really get it. It's like. I got it. Oh, <laughs> just do a little bit mm. for a very, very, very long time over and over and over and over again, and you will inevitably make substantial improvement. Mm. And it's just one of those things that you hear and you're like, well, yeah, no duh. But it's like, right. But yeah. when you applied it in your life and most people are like, Ooh, I don't like that answer. I have only yeah, yeah. applied that amount of consistency and frequency and small doses to all of my bad habits. Weird. Um, yeah. And then, you know, also to things that they're good at and they not things that they necessarily find challenging or difficult or, you know, suck at. It's like it's easy to do the things you're good at and feel confident with and you'll you'll do them over and over and over, but it's just, it's the stuff where you you don't. And, like, whether it's skill acquisition or, or setting up your nutrition, if it's hard and challenging, you're just like, ah, it's a bit, ah, I'm going to go do this other thing that makes me feel good instantly. Yeah, and so, you know. CrossFit was really good for that for me in two ways that I was thinking about, as you said, that one is observable, measurable, repeatable. Like mm. if you find a way to know that you're making progress, man, the whole mm. game gets a whole lot better. And I think so many people are just going through life trying to be better versions of themselves. Mm. And they're just raw dog in it, just like trying. And they're like, am I any better? I have no idea. Like that was really hard for me with a lot of like the fitness and nutrition stuff previous to CrossFit because it was like, uh, I don't know. Do I look better? Do I look better? Do I look mm. better? And you're like, it just, they're, mm, you're setting yourself up for so much failure. But like when you're like, okay, earlier story, me and Josh Howard, like I'm going to break my back overhead squatting this empty bar. <laughs> and then, you know, many years later, like the heaviest that I ever snatched was 253 pounds. Um, and to like recognize like that process and that path of like adaptation and growth mm. and to be like, yeah, dude, like objectively, yep, you're that much better. You're that much better because yeah. you kept showing up and doing the thing, even when you didn't want to, even when it was hard, even when it was a bad day and you had a temper tantrum like a child because fitness exposed all of your immaturity and your <laughs> throwing shoes and belts around the gym. And my So the arch of my left foot is a lower arch than the arch of my right foot because uh, mm. it was either a missed snatch or a missed clean many years ago. I kicked that bar so hard I, I kicked a oh. big red 25 kilo oh. plate the inside is a red a blue like uh, oh. maybe a yellow but anyway like I, I'm pretty sure that toe is like super broken I just never did anything about it so like that yeah. toe doesn't move correctly is the big toe and that <laughs> arch is flatter and I'm I've got a bunch of issues because like I was a big emotional child um because fitness wanted to help me understand that like Nope, you haven't done this long enough, hard enough, or consistently enough for this to be as easy as you would like it to be in your brain right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, it just like it'll it keeps it real. And it keeps you keeps you humble and you think, yes, I'm crushing this, and then you do something and you're like, oh, actually no, not crushing it. Not crushing it. And uh you go, I either suck it up and develop some resilience and it's important enough to work on, or 
I just deny that I have that. And it really does reflect your personal characteristics, your personal values, you know, do you do all the reps when no one else is watching? Do you, you know, is that, and so what corners are you cutting in your everyday life? And you develop that resilience, like to to just sit in an unpleasant space. I often would say to, to people I coach is like, yeah, I'm not built for, you know, short, sharp, fast workouts, but I can suffer all day. I Give me a long, ugly ass chipper and I can just sit in that bad boy and suffer. And that's just about, you know, getting through to the end and and they're the things you acquire rather than just doing the, the fun sexy stuff all the time yeah so like the the objective measures mean able to like you know see growth in some defined way like that was really helpful for me to learn in fitness to apply in other areas of life and like i think that you know finance is the other place that mm. there's a lot of low-hanging fruit to understand identity um but also mm-hmm. to build like that consistency of objective progress and then the other thing was a peer group, you know, like yep. having, having a peer group that wanted growth. And, you know, there, mm. there's definitely like no shortage of that in the military, but like, I just never felt like that was really like my place. But in CrossFit was the first time that I had really kind of felt like the, the pull, the pull and the push, right? Like mm. where you other people want to see you win and improve, but also you want to win and improve because of what it does for at least your own perception. It's mostly your own perception. It's a whole lot of like mental ninjutsu that you think that Mm. like anybody else cares about your snatch or your muscle up. It's like actually being today years old and like having realized this (laughs) probably a day late and a buck short in many, many ways, like, dude, nobody cares as much as you think that they care because they care about themselves just as much as you're worried about yourself. But yeah, that social dynamic was really important for me. Mm. And so that that's a thing that like, you know, to take a, a fitness lesson, like to into the real world is like, mm. find a group, find a group, like a real mm. group that like does hard shit in whatever mm. area it is that you want to grow and improve. Like if you can find another group of people that also want to grow and improve in that area. It's mm. so much better than going it alone. Yeah. And at some level it becomes, it becomes fairly necessary, at least, you know, at this stage of my life and, you know, in my mind, that's kind of what I'm looking at. Hey bud. Mm. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> He's having he's, a great time. He's like I found my people and they're not paying attention to me, but uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, it's a bit like the dog just before. She's like, they're not paying attention. Lessons. Lessons from fitness. Let's let's recap. Um, structure is a good thing. Having some amount of structure is a really good thing. Having specific goals, having a purpose or a reason behind those goals, beginning with the end in mind, not thinking like 30, 60, 90 day goals or anything like that at all, but really what would you be willing to engage in for the rest of your life or at least for a much longer season than you're probably thinking about it now? Mm. Um, Find a way to measure progress. Find an identity that helps you make better decisions with whatever it is that you want to grow and improve in. And find Mm -hmm. a group that are aspirational and inspirational. Like you want to chase these people, but also that like they will let you know where you don't measure up. Mm. Um, And be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. But take the value structure elsewhere. Um, and like that's that is the one thing that I wish I could really like scream from the rooftops in CrossFit and fitness is really like that last line of world class fitness in a hundred words like regularly learn and play new sports mm-hmm. like I didn't I didn't appreciate how much my fitness had changed me as a person mm-hmm. until I took a lot of that fitness back out of the gym and back out of this community and back out of these movements and these things and like mm-hmm. these tempos and time domains and weights and like. Mm-hmm. When 10 years ago, when Vanessa and I were in Kauai for our honeymoon, we got to go surfing. And mm. it turns out that is that is not how everybody's first surf trip as an adult goes, that they can just paddle in and stand up and surf. Mm. That's an incredible thing to be able to do. Um, Massive, yeah. And so, you know, to, to never have had that feeling in my youth, that is in the sense of feels, Mm. those are the feels that I have, I have taken with me the most, you know, with fitness mm. and then 
stage of my life is just to have have physical competence. And that's yep. not that there's a ton of stuff that like I am not horribly intimidated by and there's not a ton of stuff yeah. I absolutely suck at, but like I'm willing to just go and send it more often than not. And yep. to be able to lean into that's a very, very cool place to be that I didn't get to be in for a very long time. Like, mm. I enjoyed a whole lot more of life had yep. I stepped out of the gym to realize where mm. I was at physically. And I that's one of the things I would say to the members that I wanted them to be in a place of saying yes more often than saying no to things like, hey, come come stand up paddleboarding, let's go climb a mountain, say yes, and then be halfway through it before they realise that they'd said yes and didn't even give it a second thought. Yep. Say yes more often. Be able to say yes more often than no without having to think, oh, I don't know that I'm going to be able to keep up or do that. Just say yes and go do it and realise at the end, oh, shit, look what I just did. That's the, that's the power in it, the value in it for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. good chat. Fun. That was probably a little bit rambly, but got some good no. stuff in there. And hopefully it's uh there's something helpful for, you know, at least how I, I view mm. some of the lessons that I've taken out of fitness. It was great. Thoroughly enjoyed it and can't wait for the next one. Thank you so very much.